What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo Gig News and Interviews. I'm your host, Steve. Let's get it on. Welcome everybody to the Ride Share Rodeo Podcast, episode number 334. Today I am joined by Chuck. Chuck runs the YouTube channel, Dashing Across America. And for those of you on the audio end, don't go running. You know that the last few times I've had an, a YouTuber on, I I know a handful of you have even gone and subscribed. So I'm trying to turn you back on to the good side of YouTube. So hang in there, guys, because you're going to like this. Um Chuck, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Thanks, Steve. Hey, y'all. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's start. First thing, let's start. Um, can you tell us um, when you started working gig apps, which apps you've tried, which apps you currently use? What was the reason you started? Yeah, I can, I can go on for quite a while talking <laughs> about that. But uh, yeah, my very first day of using any gig app was january 30th of 2023 so i just had my one year anniversary okay wow so and so literally like not i mean it was april when you started the channel so you started the channel pretty quick after too yeah i had i had only been doing gig work for just you know what two or three months and uh and i now i can tell you um how it happened why i got started uh yeah, please first of all i've always been a techie i've always loved tech mm -hmm. um and uh gadgets and, and and i've always been an early adopter um i'm probably i might be the first person in america who ever purchased a tiva uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of those two man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I've always been fascinated by it. And and when I first started hearing about the gig economy and things like Airbnb and Uber, mm -hmm. it just fascinated me that you could get just regular people to come pick up other regular people and give them a ride for money and that this company would arrange it all. You know, and it just fascinates me, the logistics of it, the, the software, even though I know nothing about software, but the whole thing just amazes me. But uh, in, uh, oh, I don't remember when, but a few months before I started doing gig work, uh, my wife and I took a little mini vacation, like a three-day weekend, uh, to the beach. And we stayed in an Airbnb, my first ever Airbnb. And we took an Uber to a restaurant. That was my first ride in an Uber. Hmm. And took another Uber back to the Airbnb from the restaurant. And I talked a little bit with both of the Uber drivers and I knew that night I was going to do this. You know, it was just, this is so cool. <laughs> so I knew Uber, I was going to Uber rideshare side. Right. Right. Okay. And, and I did Uber rideshare myself uh, very soon after, I think my, you know, my very first day of gig work was uh, DoorDash. And it, it's just really easy to get on with DoorDash. Uber yeah, was a little then. Um, I don't even think they were checking your car info or anything. Yeah, it was it was very easy. Yeah. Uh, Uber was a little more strict about, you know, yeah. maybe background checked and and how new of a car you drive and things Vehicle like that. Inspections, yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Although we don't have inspections down here, but um, <laughs> anyway. So I did. I did uh, soon after that. I started doing rideshare. And I, I think I, I may have done rideshare before I ever even did Uber Eats. Um, and uh, let's see, what else? I, I currently, I finally got on Spark. I've been doing Spark for two or three months now. I used to use an app called Shipped. And, yeah, and shipped, I yeah. liked it. But I'm down in small towns, rural kind of. And Shipped, just, they're just... You know, I might get one offer a week or something on ship. Sure. And I, 
I don't know if they deactivated me or if I deactivated them. I think it was kind of a mutual divorce, but um, I noticed one time recently when I tried to get on ship, they told me that my account was whatever deactivated or, or something. And that's and then I've heard from other viewers that that's a common thing. And that if you contact them, they'll put you right back on. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I don't know uh, if you know, but, John, John dash theory. Um, he's been on our round table for, he just actually yeah. got a new job and he's now um, moving on to better and bigger things. So yeah. congratulations to John. But he, when I first started shipped, I found his channel before I did my first shift, I watched like four of his videos. I learned everything about shift. I came out of the yeah. gate a master, and he was the one that told me when they did that mass deactivation late summer last year, where they were like, okay, everybody's deactivated. A lot of people are deactivated. If you hadn't done one, and I think it was like in 60 days, they deactivated you, whatever date yeah. that was. Yeah. But like you said, all you need to do is just contact them. They'll put you back on. That's what I've heard. Yeah. But I've, I'm and, in the same way as you. I, I was like, you know, it, when I first did it, it was two years ago in December and between Thanksgiving and and Christmas, it was great. But then after it started dying and then it kept dying, dying, dying. And unless you had a lot of preferred shoppers, I don't think there was a lot of work to be had. Yeah. I, uh, the, the few shipped orders that I did, I enjoyed, um, you know, a lot of I hear a lot of people uh, complain about ship because, uh, if I understand it correctly, from the few ship orders I did, you never ever get tipped up front. You, in other words, you take the order with, you know, just blindly as far as the tip goes. You you don't know whether you'll get a tip or not. Um, but I always got a tip, uh, you know, and some of them were generous. So it, it, it always worked out well, but I'm also Steve, I'm on the waiting list, you know, for all the other apps, pretty much, I'm, you know, uh, Instacart, Grubhub, um, and, and also there are other apps I've discovered do not operate in these small towns where I am like, uh, delivered and deliver that. So they're just not available in case the town's too small. Maybe people don't recognize it, but like, can you give a, a plotting point to where you are? Yeah, yeah. In fact, I don't mind. Would you like me to say the name of the town? Yeah, where I work yeah. In? I was just wondering yeah. if it's you know some people might not know. And then I, I, I work. I, I drive every day to Kingsland, Georgia, mm -hmm. and um, touching Kingsland, Georgia is St. Mary's, Georgia, so and like near the Florida border. It's 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 right on the Florida line. Uh, mm -hmm. In fact, where I work is exit three on I ninety five. That's where all the all the food joints are. So I'm okay. I'm usually three miles from Florida. Mm -hmm. But um, the population, uh, you know, twenty to forty thousand people, maybe somewhere in that neighborhood, depending on whether you're talking about the city proper or the you know the greater area. Mm -hmm. So pretty small town. And not too much oversaturation. I mean, ev everywhere has it, period. But um, even the, I, I sometimes notice the bigger cities have it worse than some of the smaller towns. Yeah, yeah, I don't doubt that. Hey, I have a, I have kind of a hot take. Uh, uh, I have a theory about saturation. Mm, go, I love I, it. I, uh, I'm, I'm always a top dasher. Mm -hmm. Now. I don't know if this works with other apps, but I'm always a top dasher, really high ratings, high acceptance rate. I promise you, I think saturation works in my favor with DoorDash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would agree I, with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. I, 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 would, I, I hate to say this. It shouldn't, but it does. Right. Yeah, it probably shouldn't. But since DoorDash really seems to put pre a premium on your ratings, especially mm -hmm. your acceptance rate. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I can tell I've had it happen so many times that I'm convinced it's true on days when there are probably fewer dashers out working because it's raining or cold or it's a holiday. I see worse offers mm -hmm. on, on days when you feel like there are probably lots and lots of dashers working. I see better offers. Hmm. And, and my theory is because I'm a top dasher with high acceptance rate. And I'm not one of those guys who lets my acceptance rate dip down into 60s or 50s during the month. And then I fight to get it back up to 70. I like to, I like to dash 
every single day of the month with an acceptance rate of 75 to 80%. I and, wonder if part of that's because of where you live, the people, people just know how to tip and how they tip. And they're even in tough times, they're still like, well, I need to tip the guy. Cause in cities, a lot of the younger folks and whatnot, they're like, I mean, I've even seen people writing it like on checks or on things like, you know, Hey, sorry, I couldn't tip you on broke. And then I'll see like a $95 order. And I'm like, man, you can't afford the service then. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, I wonder if for yeah. you, it's kind of different, maybe in rural areas, maybe in some rural areas where people understand tipping and community better. Maybe they're like, well, look, I don't, if, if I can't afford the service or I can't afford to tip, I can't afford the service. Yeah. Well, my theory is that when there are lots of dashers out in Kingsland and mm-hmm. St. Mary's and Camden County, um, then then DoorDash, if if DoorDash is telling the truth and telling me when they tell me I have first priority to higher paying orders. Now, if DoorDash is lying about that, then I think that's criminal fraud. Yeah, I think that's wire fraud if they're lying about that. So, well, but they're let's assume let's assume they're telling the truth. Okay. Well, if there are a million dashers in my town, I'm exaggerating, but you know, if there's an abundance of dashers, then if they're telling the truth, then they can actually send me the higher paying orders. Mm -hmm. But on rainy days or holidays when there aren't many dashers out, then they have no choice but to kind of send me all the orders, you know. Um, And so I see more more bad offers. When when there are probably fewer dashes dashers work. So there. I always think of it like a funnel. Like, so isn't there like a forgive me, because I actually we're in a big fight about the removal of acceptance rate in 13 states right now. And we're actually doing very well because it's getting we're hoping to get that into some of the legislation. Um, because it shouldn't be in there. I've been an independent contractor for production, lasers, lighting, sound, staging, pyrotechnics for years, traveled the globe. And um, since 96. Um, and if you're an independent contractor, you can't you can't have an acceptance rate because independent contractors can't have any control over them. In fact, one of the ways that these apps have control over us is that they you should be allowed to use any tool you want. Para, Gary Middleton's apps, um, um, Gridwise. I mean, people know these are not you're not allowed to use these. But you you should be because independent contractors are allowed to, without any interface from the hiring entity, use any box of tools they want. That's there. That's why you're an independent contractor. Sure. You're going to just get the job done. Don't worry about it. And Steve, I agree with you wholeheartedly about acceptance rate. I, yeah. I don't think it should be a thing. Yeah. But since it is a thing, I'm going to try to oh, work yeah, it to yeah, my yeah. advantage. I mean, listen, if, if that's an app you use primarily, I would say until it is changed. I mean, if you're looking to make money, play the system. I just won't do it. But at the same time, I when they their DoorDash is a little worse with it than some of the other apps. However, DoorDash has the market share here in the United States, so I get why a lot of people are dashing. But what is it? Top Dash is like fifty percent and higher, and then there's like platinum or aluminum or whatever. Well, you know, there are two different systems now. There's some markets have this thing called top dasher and you have to have a 70% acceptance rate. Mm-hmm. Um, other markets have these tiers and, and I don't have the tiers, so I don't know exactly what they are, but they're like silver, gold and platinum or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but we don't have the tiers where I work. It's you're either a top dasher or you're not. Now you do get priority to these diamond orders, the orders that show the little blue diamond and say high pay offer. Yeah. If if DoorDash isn't lying, you get priority to them if you're above 50% acceptance rate, and you get first priority to them if you're above 70%. Right. So, and I've seen those, like Kim, yeah. again, I keep referencing Kim, but Kim's side money plans, she she is she stays top dasher. Like, if you yeah. look at, see, I always say, if you look at my stats, my stats on DoorDash are great. I have 4.98 customer rating. I have a... um a 95, 6% uh, completion rate. I have over a thousand completed. Um, what's not, I'm trying to stay away from acceptance, but what's the other one that I'm missing? 
um on time did you mention that oh yeah on time i'm at like 92 and that really never moves it just stays there um yeah. so and i know that's not a big metric so those alone make me like an a plus dasher but right. my acceptance rate's 15 percent yeah <laughs> and i just won't do it i mean the offers here are so bad i mean so bad like and, I, and steve it's funny because i use i use uber eats a lot now unfortunately down down here in these small towns doordash is king um, and I've noticed that the people who order Uber Eats are the people who aren't from around here. We we have a big uh, submarine base, and mm -hmm. and you know the military people tend to use Uber Eats, but but the uh, local people all use DoorDash. It seems like that's just the way it seems. But my Uber Eats acceptance rate is uh, it, it varies, ranges from fifteen to twenty percent acceptance rate on Uber Eats because. Uber Eats doesn't punish me like DoorDash does. No, in uh, fact, Uber Eats use Uber Uber Eats uses the same exact system that they use for rideshare, closest to the delivery. Period. Yeah, yeah. So what? Yeah, but, again, again, it's a perfect example. Why even put the acceptance rate in there? It's just yeah. psychological. On Ubers, it's just psychological. It's just to screw <laughs> with your head. Now, Uber Uber rideshare. You know, they always show me this thing called gold, you know, do so many more trips for gold. And um, it's usually, I think it's like 200 or something. I, I'll never get there. But, um, it, well, don't, don't they show you more information on the offer screen if you're, if you're up to that level or something? Well, um, yeah. Or, guys, as I, I, I love to get a chance to plug, just download Para. Hook your Uber account up to it, and you'll see the drop-off address. And really, oh yeah, we got it all hooked up. What? Yeah, because I have a story about my very first rideshare that I gave. No, yeah, um, one of the things. So let I mean, in the beginning of Para, the biggest thing that we did, and you you weren't dashing yet, so, but I figured maybe you heard of it. But we had tip transparency, so we had you know a handful of people using the app. And within four months, we had 253,000 people using the app active. Wow. Um, because when a DoorDash would come in, and this lasted for about five months, every order that came in on DoorDash would drop down and say the complete miles, where you're going, and the complete pay. The complete address? The the it would say the complete address, the complete <clears throat> the complete miles, <clears throat> and the complete pay with tip, no hidden tips. Before accepting the offer? Yep. On a DoorDash offer? Yep. But then but then DoorDash put a cease and desist on us. Oh so, well, we took it down. But three months later, our programmers got it back up. We I mean, we, you know, we we the app is doing a lot of things now, but um, we are kind of moving away from that. That's that was our disruptor stage. We were just pissed, but there we have a lot of. There's a lot of people invested in Para, so that um, David, the CEO, David Pickerel, he was the um, he was the territory manager for Las Vegas Uber when they launched Rideshare. Wow! <laughs> so he was the guy making these decisions, and like when and in Vegas of all places. Um, when like they were pulling up to casinos it's it was worse than in other cities where the cab drivers were getting mad they're like what are these cars doing pulling in front of us <laughs> and so like there were physical fights the casinos were getting involved and saying get out of here and all this crazy stuff and so they were always on the fly fixing things but he knows such the ugliness that that's why we started doing this benefit for drivers like you guys should i mean that's another independent contractor fact you know if i get a job to go do a Toyota corporate event in Anaheim, they don't say to me, "Hey, we'll pay you a hundred dollars, but we might there might be a thousand dollar bonus in it." It says, "Here's your here's the flights, here's the flight times, here's the hotel you'll stay at, here's your here's what you'll be doing, here's the scope of the work, here's where the venue is, here's what's going to be expected, and here's the pay. Do you want it?" Yeah, yeah, and I say yes and or no. And again, Steve, I, I agree wholeheartedly with all of that. Um, yeah, I mean, not not being I, transparent when you can very easily, because what what I will tell you is DoorDash literally took took us beyond seriously, because even at the time, 
pair was valued at a couple million. I mean, now since it's it's actually gone up oddly, even without the TT, and we had a new person jump in. So it's over. Like David was interviewed by New York Times and gave the numbers. So if anybody wants to go find it, they can't. I don't like saying it. So, but um, the new the new valuation came in for all the other things we're doing and people we're working with. But um, they were very pissed the second time when we got the cease and desist. Um, now our our main office is located in Austin. David finally moved. Uh, about six months ago, moved all the office out there, but it was in San Francisco. And so we had to hire like an $800 attorney, $800 an hour attorney that had faced DoorDash before. So he kind of knew, listen, if it comes down to it, you're not going to win. We won't go to court with him, but let me push and push and push a little. We'll get a little publicity out of it. We'll see if we can't make a mark. And so the second time they gave us the cease and desist, and when you walk into the into the office at Para, we have both cease and desist framed as soon as you walk in. They're that's, framed that's, the cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, you know, some of the apps uh, are so much more transparent than others in some ways. Like, like for instance, uh, some are completely transparent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sure that some of some of the more well, to me, at least obscure ones like Roadie and Freight and Curry and some of these that, that I've never even got around to checking into to see if they operate in my area, although I mm -hmm. would like to. But like, for instance, Spark, they will tell you right there on the offer screen uh, if there is something really heavy involved, mm -hmm. something really bulky, if you're delivering to an apartment. And then you have 60 seconds to examine the offer further to see exactly what items you're going to be picking up, looking for cases of water or things like that, you know. And all of the apps could do that. They could they could all easily do that. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Well, they don't want to, though. <laughs> yeah. And for, for a lot of reasons, they I mean, part of it just simply being the control factor. Yeah. Even if they can't, even if they can't specifically state, this is like they never would. But even in a private meeting, this is why we do it. Just knowing they have that control, because down the line they might want it, kind of thing. It's it's so ridiculous. But when we faced their lawyers, we did. I wasn't there, but David got a chance with with our lawyer to face DoorDash's lawyer and a couple of execs from the company, and they said, "Listen, this was the second offense." They said, "Listen, we'll give you till Monday to take it down." It was a Saturday. And they said, this time, though, you need to leave it down. He said, that's fine. I'll, I'll take it down on Monday. He goes, because, um, you know, you guys have the ability um, to put it up. In fact, in he, David had a whole speech. He said, um, he goes, I, he already had looked into it. They had looked into this. And he said, I know you have a team of 50 coders that hide the API and that hide transparency. He said, you guys could save money by just getting rid of that team. He goes, and you should be transparent anyway. So as long as you're going to be transparent, we'll take the app down. And <laughs> they literally were like shocked. They had served us twice and they're saying, no, you're going to take it down anyway. And he goes, well, that's great that you're going to put it up on Monday. Wow. And they just didn't get it. Now, we still took it down because our lawyer even said, you know, Monday, whatever the time was, 8, 8 a.m. is when it has to be down. He goes, I would recommend at least an hour prior, if not the night before. He goes, because 801, they're gonna they're gonna put a lawsuit on you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it got very real, but we've we've had our outs with them. And um, you know, I don't know. I just I don't like the abuse of trying to I, I get it. Like they don't want if I if I was them, I would be more concerned, you know, instead of making the tears, just just only allow like uh, to, um, I know a lot of people won't like this, but allow only two, uh, um, cancel orders or whatever you call it on DoorDash, you know, letting it go. Yeah. Yeah. Unassigned. Unassigned. So yeah. only allow two per hundred. That's real, a real metric that matters because really if it's all about getting food quickly to people, the quickest you can, that always hurts the system. So why do they allow you 10 out of every hundred? Because in my book, like show complete transparency, just don't allow unassigned. That will balance itself out too. Sure. Sure. Because you'll get drivers saying, well, wait, I don't, you know, because you get those people who stack and multi-app and all this stuff and, and you just, and then they let things go. And I've seen it. I've seen the system fail many times. And they think, well, we have so many dashers. It's not a problem. It is a problem. 
I mean, you know, just make people and people should have a, I mean, I'm not trying to bag on other people. People would, it's not, they should, they, because these apps have done a lot of damage, but people would, I think, have a much better attitude about completion saying, you know what, this order is better, but I accepted it. I have to do it. Um, And it would help them have like even a little bit better of a work ethic on the DoorDash end for the drivers if they would just be transparent. When you're so sneaky and conniving, but people are making money off your app, you don't have people thinking very highly of you. That's when you start getting a lot of people who just don't care. There's the people yelling at people for a tip. Give me a tip. You know, like, dude, I've I've been in the restaurant and bar industry for (laughs) decades. Like, you don't speak to people that way. Yeah. (laughs) You do your job. If you don't get tipped, you don't get tipped. And, you know, the transparency, I can't imagine that it would hurt their business. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe. No, it just, Uh, no, it just would, it, it would make it so that, and if anything, you and I both know they have an algorithm that's pretty amazing. So like use that algorithm for good. Start seeing that this guy likes long trips that pay decent. This guy only likes to go three miles and then start filtering the offers that way. Yeah. yeah. You know, filter the three mile guy with three mile orders. Filter the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't penalize him for not taking it. But but I would say, I would even allow him, I would even say jack up the, not now along with the other stuff, but jack up the, the, um, not being allowed to assign. I, I don't think people need to that often. Uh, oh, I agree. I agree. I think people uh, choose to because they see a better offer on something or something they can fit in, whatever it is. They get there, the line's too long. And I think people need to start having a sense of a little more responsibility. But it's hard when the app, it, if the apps are gamifying you, how do you not play into their game? It's like if you have yeah, a happy I mean, manager at a bar who's never there, you're more likely to steal. you know what i mean like it's just i mean it's just treat treat people a little better you might see that the platform might work itself out you know i agree i agree and there's also hustlers and you know this and there's (laughs) non-hustlers you know absolutely (laughs) and you know i have all kinds of theories about doordash Uh, i i believe that there are all kinds of secret hidden metrics um i'm sure Way, way beyond completion rate and acceptance rate. And, you know, I have lots of theories, but, you know, mm-hmm. of course, all of us, we, all we have are our theories because they're so secretive about everything. And, and that's how they want it. Yeah. They, yeah. Want, they want us to have a thousand conspiracy theories. And then sitting there <laughs> going, only three of those are true, but they think there's a thousand. They, lo- <laughs> they love that because the confusion is like advertising. <laughs> you know, so it's... I don't know. Um, but yeah, moving on from that, I, I did want to ask you. So um, I, I think I already mentioned it, but to, you know, so Chuck, Chuck said that in 20, January 30th of 2023, he started these apps. So he started the channel in April and he has 5,000 subs or over 5,000 subs right now. Um, that's really good for a channel that old. Some channels that, that get that high though, they don't have the views. Chuck has the views. I see that he has 600,000 views. I mean, you've had a lot of success and like your lives get a lot of people in it. So I don't ever look at the subscriber count. I look at like how the channel performance is. Your channel performance is like through the roof. Um, I guess part of it's probably your positive attitude and the fact that and I've said this, you know, that's part of me. I, I like to I like to be around positive people. Again, YouTube's a platform for entertainment. There are times and places where people love the other, the flip side of what I like, but, yeah. but I don't and, prefer. And you know what? I I like I like some of the people who are. Um, <laughs> how do I say this? Some of the people who are always ragging on the apps and and oh, me too. And yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. Should I name names? But like, like. Dashing trader, the guy cracks me up. He cracks me up, and and I think he's actually brilliant. But oh, yeah, um, yeah. you know, so person even so, he's yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, I, I love that guy, and he just he entertains me, cracks me up. But he's like the polar opposite of me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Mister Nice Guy, and he's always 
uh, you know, slamming the apps and the customers and all, (laughs) but he cracks me up. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's, I guess that's a perfect example of an entertainment channel in our space on YouTube that even when, and look, he doesn't do it anymore. So I won't even mention it. If you guys don't know what he was doing about a year ago, just go back uh, on his not, channel. I know. Just go back on his channel and watch. I don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah, Trade is a friend I, of mine. I do so, know because <laughs> uh, I did have. I mean, I did have an opinion on that. I was like, man, you might be. Uh, yeah, <laughs> going a little too far here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so there, for those of you that that kind of thing interests you, there, I just, I just piqued your interest. Now you're going to go check it out. That's <laughs> right, dashing trader. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I mean, you've clearly had a lot of success. I am, you know, at least in when I'm in your lives, I see a lot of people I know. I see some people I don't know, um, but everybody's positive. Nobody's in there like doing, because I like when I'm doing lives, I like for the chat to kind of be running itself like yours does and people are being good, but I don't have time to monitor it. But mine has gotten to a point where I feel like they're asking real questions or they're talking amongst each other and being nice. They're not doing what some channels do. So you have like that zero nonsense BS channel. Um, and, you know, again, nothing against those channels. But your channel also does something that I, I think it was such a great idea. Um, and I want to talk about it for a minute that you do these uh, uh, guest star videos. Yeah. And so I'm kind of interested, you know, like what made you start doing that? I see if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, like they're all pretty much 15 minutes ish. Right. Well, I mean, they are basically whatever they happen to upload to me. Because okay, um, every time I look, they seem to be like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right yeah in fact, I think I think the two <laughs> most recent guest stars have me like 25 minute videos. Uh, oh, okay. Which is fine with me. I don't care. Whatever whatever you want to upload to me, I'll publish it on the channel. Uh, you know, so that's, that's what stuff. I was gonna so that's what I was gonna ask you. So I was looking on your about section and you literally just have a is it a Dropbox, I think, link? Yep. And you're just like, yep. and so it's like, and I love this. I mean, I just love when people get creative and unique. And I love that because I think there's a lot of your guest stars. Maybe they're looking to try out how they do on a channel, but I don't feel like that for the most part. I feel like they just want to tell their story once and get out of there. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, that's what I'm hoping for. I, I would love to have more people uh, who don't have a YouTube channel don't have any interest in having a YouTube channel, don't want the headaches, the commitment, the work of a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. but would kind of love to see themselves on dashing across America one time yeah. and just ordinary people. And and I, I want to see them. I, I want to see the peop- those people, the people who are dashing. I want to see the, the everyday dashers around the country. Yeah. I want to see the restaurants they go to. I want to see the the architecture of the houses, the trees, the weird trees we don't have down here where I live, you know, uh, you know, I just want to see all. Yeah, show us your city. Maybe we've never been there. Maybe we exactly. want to visit. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and, you know, as far as I know, no, probably there are probably lots of gig tubers that I don't even know about. I've, I'm subscribed to probably 70 gig tube channels. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I try to subscribe to as many as I can because I really enjoy them even though i don't have a lot of time leisure time for watching them but um but yeah i i would love it if just ordinary joes and i and i have lots of more people who say they're going to do it but you know the problem is these people don't have gopros uh yeah but you and i yeah. both know for anybody listening you can just take a phone you just need yes phone. just yes. take a phone and put and put it on your deck and record yourself no you don't even- it, it, what it is a little is. complicated to do. It, it's, you know, if, if you've got your one phone and you're doing DoorDash orders and recording yourself and all, there's some switching back and forth and it's a little complicated, but it can be done fairly easily. But you don't need to be dashing when you're doing these. You can do it however you want, can't you? They could be just sitting in their car saying, I just finished a dash. Let me tell you a little bit about my city and dashing in this market. They don't need to be I suppose, driving. I suppose they could and I would. I'm sure I would probably publish that, but I, I've encouraged everybody to, oh, okay. what, I, what I tell people who ask me about it is record yourself picking up and dropping off half a dozen orders. And there's a video and, mm-hmm. and upload it to me. If you don't know how to edit video, upload the clips to me. I'll stick them together into a video. Um, right. 
you know, it would be sweet if you knew how to put them together and do a video. And if you and if you don't know how to edit and you learn, you know a new skill. That's right. That's right. But yeah, I I really love uh, and I, and I encourage them. But I love seeing the restaurants, the the restaurant employees, the the customers' houses, even the customers themselves, if they come to the door or something. Mm-hmm. Of course, Did, I also have. Was that it, was that at the beginning of the channel though, or when was that when that was started? Was that a big growth spurt for you, or was the channel already pretty big? Yeah, no, it, I, I think it. I think the guest stars have had nothing to do with the growth. Okay, I think it's just something we do for fun. How long? Uh, so how long has that been going? Well, pretty a pretty long time. I mean, shortly after the launch of the channel, okay. and Steve, here's here's what happened. So my son and I were talking one day about ways to make money on the internet and why aren't we all doing it? You know, why aren't we using the internet to make money? And, um, and this was a wide ranging conversation that where we discussed all kinds of ways to possibly make money on, on the internet. And, uh, so my son and I came up with this idea of dashing across America. And and the idea was, the son of mine is a bit of a nomad. He uh, doesn't mm-hmm. really have roots. Uh, you know, no, no wife, no children. Uh, you know, he's he's kind of a he's free to roam. And uh, and so the idea was that he would drive all over America, dashing in different cities all over America, putting up YouTube videos, and and so we threw together this channel in five minutes. You know, just. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you have a Gmail account, you have a YouTube channel. Even even yeah. if you don't know you have a YouTube channel. Yeah, I mean, you all it is is a click. Like you you probably yeah. know you have a YouTube control you have a YouTube account right through your Gmail, but all you got to do is say create channel and it's created. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you just <laughs> click a plus button and and <laughs> upload a video and you've got a channel, you know. Yeah. So the name, the the logo, well, the proto logo, the initial logo, mm-hmm. um Everything about it was put together in five minutes, you know, uh, just over this discussion we had. Well, it turns out that my son, who has appeared in several videos, including today's video, um, he hasn't yet committed to this idea of traveling around the country. And and this has been almost a year now. He still says he's going to do it, but he hasn't done it yet. Well, well, luckily, you got all these guest stars, though, that. Exactly. Well, that's what happened. That's what, you know, I'm not going to travel as as much as I think I would enjoy it. I've got a wife and a house and, you know, I'm not going to go traveling around the country. Um, Maybe when my wife retires, we might, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, but anyway, um, so I've got this name dashing across America um, and nobody's dashing across America. And then one day it just hit me. Well, what if I had guest stars from all over America? And the more I thought about that, the more I loved the idea that, uh, that, cause I want to see those people all over America, yeah. uh, dashing. And the more I thought about it, I, I really like this idea. So I, I, you know, started paying the 20 bucks a month or whatever for a big Dropbox account and put the link in the description of the channel and started encouraging people to record yourself with your phone. Record yourself walking into a restaurant and picking up an order, you know, record yourself dropping it off on somebody's porch. Talk about, you know, record yourself sitting in your car talking about why you decided to accept that order and why you decided to decline the other order. And 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 do about six deliveries, upload it to the link. We'll make you rich and famous on dashing across America. <laughs> I mean, and the nice thing about that, guys, because I think a lot all of all of the li- all of the weekly listeners know this for sure. I talk to people around the country all the time for para always have. So I've talked to drivers many in every city. And I love getting that kind of feedback, but you're actually putting it out there and saying, Well, no, look, let's let's hear it from him. And so they might say, this is how much I make an hour. This is how much my orders look like. And that's kind of the proof to people that, like we always say, market to market, night and day. Can yeah. be. Yes. Can be. So like, you you know, you might be going, no, he can't make that much. That's that's not true. But then, you know, if he's making a video and showing you, it's that's just where he lives. Yeah. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. 
And of course, we know it's possible to edit your videos in such a way that you could you could make it look like you're making more money than you do. But you know, I, I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't. I, I, but I'm. But but I mean, like on yours, people are showing like they're showing, and you can see their their map of where they live. So you yeah. see the city, or maybe you know, maybe not every one of them, but you can tell yeah. they're driving in the city. So clearly, they're not showing you New York City. Well, that's a bad. Yeah, example. and, and you know, they're showing the, they're showing the screenshots of the orders. Yeah, so. You know. I don't know. I believe, I believe like um, I would almost say probably none of the people are showing you bunk information. But, yeah. That's what I think. I, yeah. I mean, so maybe far, I'm wrong, but I honestly don't think that's what's happening, but I think, maybe I'm not, I think it's helpful <laughs> to other people. I think that maybe I'm naive, but I, I believe them all so far. You yeah. Know? I would, I mean, I would too. I I've watched those and I, I think that, you know, those people are pretty green about making videos too. So they're, you know, they're, they're being pretty upfront. And so, and I, I, it's just the way they pitch it too. I can almost tell when somebody's telling me something untrue. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. I love it though, and I think, I think it's great. I think that that's because um, I when I first used to see you coming up in my feed, I was like, why does he look different every time? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, oh, and I started seeing that some of them were these guests, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I got to your channel, and I was like. Oh, there's like he's doing like this guess, and I and I loved it so. Um, and I always I always give those videos the title. The title always starts with the words guest star. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, because I I want everybody to know that this isn't Chuck. This is a guest star, and so right. if you if you don't want to watch a guest star, you know, then it'll be easy to avoid. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. But so you, I know one thing that. Another thing I really like about you is you balance your life. A lot of gig workers worry me a lot. A lot of work, like, I think he's doing a lot better. Bud Soda, I'm not picking on you. You're my boy. I love you. But <laughs> but he used to worry me with how much he worked. Yeah, and the energy yeah. He, he works a thousand hours a week, I think. I mean, I, I was very worried about him and his health. Yeah. And he's younger than me. And so it's, I, I just, I knew how much he was burning himself. I feel like he's doing a little better with that and balancing it a little better and and so i love that because he's a very smart guy he's a very he's a very kind-hearted person but i know a lot of people um are just out there you know just busting like day after day after day you i don't even think you work weekends i know you don't work evenings or after dark i don't think you like working those like you've got a pretty set schedule and you make what you make and you're happy with it. And I know you go up to the beach on the weekends with your wife and yeah. you do things that I think everybody should be doing. Like I do backcountry search and rescue. People are like, where are you sometimes on the weekend? Like doing other things out in the mountains, <laughs> looking for somebody. This who's is all you yeah. do. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I, I'm, you know, I'm in my early fifties. I know that, you know, you and I are, are over a hundred years old together. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so my point is, is that like, I'm still doing very active things, but I do, I have major concerns for the people who are working seven days a week. I, well, I do too. And, you know, Steve, part of it is my age. I, uh, I'm retired. I'm a retired teacher. Mm -hmm. And so I feel so bad for these 20 something, 30 something year old people who are out there trying to pay their rent and their power bill by door dashing because the, I can't imagine the enormous pressure that's on them. And I, I have no pressure. Um, I, yeah. I do this because I enjoy it. Um, it's sure. It's nice to make a little extra money and all, but I, I just can't imagine what pressure these young people feel who are trying to, to earn their living by door dashing and Ubering and, sparking and everything else um but yeah i i uh, usually work three or four hours a day now mm -hmm. in the winter time i've i've gone to doing this seven days a week just because we can't go to the beach because it's too cold but <laughs> i promise you i promise you within a month or so you won't be seeing me dashing on the weekends because heather will have me at the beach every saturday and sunday <laughs> that's awesome and i've seen that you drive your bike or your your vehicle right onto the beach too yeah, that. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It's a great. We love that beach because we can drive our jeep right out onto the sand. Uh, it's so cool. You don't, you don't have to. You don't have to carry heavy coolers and chairs and umbrellas yeah. and things. You know, it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, 
yeah so the i don't know the you know the people who do dash every like i i had somebody in a live stream i was doing today who and i get these i get random type stuff questions in there sometimes one of the questions was hey for a um recently graduated um high schooler now i have a 17 year old who lives with me in his senior year that's my only son he lives with me 24 7 365 he lives here all the time um and it's just him and i so i was actually able to relate to this question a little bit at least i said even this is how i gave my son the advice because he said as my age he goes what should what should i do first and i think he was referencing gig apps right and i told him i said listen my son went out and like at the tail end of the pandemic got a job as a lifeguard he's since been promoted twice he keeps up all his certifications he makes eight eighteen fifty an hour you know he's 17 (laughs) years old that's some that's more than some gig workers make yes absolutely and so my point what i told this guy is i said listen i honestly i am not i've had salary jobs i've had w2 jobs i've had a bunch of different types of work but i said if you're in if you're just graduating high school if you're 18 you can't do rideshare but if you if what you're saying is you're thinking about doing instacart grub i would say get a w2 for two years at least you need to learn the responsibilities of a job yeah. and the structure of the workplace before you can just start going, I'm going to be an independent contractor. I already worry that too many people don't even understand what an independent contractor is. <laughs> but for somebody, but I would really hate for that age to start yeah. because that's that's just risky. Maybe the first two weeks he's killing it and he starts thinking, I can afford this apartment. I can... No, dude. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, or if you really feel like you are going to do this at that age, I still say get a W-2 and pick one night you're going to do it. Just And yeah. then if you do two or whatever, great. But but have a W-2 for I, I honestly believe, and, I, and mo- everybody's probably going to have their jaw on the floor a bit, because, yes, I've had a bunch, but I like being my own boss, and I've developed a specialty niche of skills where I can do that. If I can do that, this country allows that for now. <laughs> And I, I think that I think that part-time gig work is ideal. Yeah. Uh, well, eighty-five percent of the country thinks so too, because that's how many people are part-time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just perfect for part-time, and I'm sure there are guys out there who are just killing it full-time mm-hmm. um, and making great money. You know, but uh, I don't know. It just seems to really be suited for part-time work. Yeah, um, we'll see how this department of labor ruling comes out but i still stand by that so if anybody is listening and even if you have a kid i was just thinking about it because i saw it today and was responding um if you have a kid like i had that talk with my son and i was like you know hey i was always in the i i did always restaurant bars i worked my way up made lots of good money and he all his friends were getting fast food jobs and whatnot and he went out on his own and found this lifeguard gig and it wasn't about girls and being outside. He went at, to a rec center. And now he's like, he assists elderly swimming. He like is in that pool with them walking. Yeah. To them. yeah. He's doing, he's got certifications and all that. Like he's building, he's building his brand already at 17. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's, I, and this is what I tell you. And that's why I'm saying it. That's why I tell Giga workers, but I'm telling anybody, if you're a parent, I'm not trying to tell you how to parent, but I wouldn't recommend to a kid. Like, cause my son is going to, he's on the younger age. You were a teacher. You'll, you'll recognize this. His birthday is um, early September. So he was able to start a year early. Right. And he always clicked with the year before him more like his, his friends that had a year younger brother, he always clicked with them more. And I always noticed it. And so he's brilliant, but he, him and I have had some very extensive talks. He's taking a gap year. At first, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> but he's taking a gap here. I'm gonna support I would support him no matter what he wants to do. But he's, you know, because I've told him, you know, listen, man, I, I honestly believe these days college isn't for everybody, but maybe during that gap year you find a um a trade school or something. I, I think trade schools yeah. have way more value than they ever have. Oh, let me tell you, Steve, if I if I had children who were teenagers, I would be pushing them to learn to become an electrician or a plumber or yeah. something like that, you know? Yeah. Because that won't, cause that's not going anywhere. N- never. It'll never yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all, yeah. they're always in need. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but so, you know, I didn't push him. He went out and found this. He likes it. 
he loves his job. You know, it's it. I mean, that's awesome too. He loves his job, but all yeah. his friends got fast food work, and they're you know even with their raises and stuff, they're up to like 11, 12 bucks, and he's at eighteen fifty, and hanging out in pools and you know. I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm proud of him. He went, he said, yeah, I'm not going to do the fast food thing. And it, you know, there's that little parent part of me going, well, are you being lazy about getting a job? But then like a day later he had a job. He's like, I just got one at a rec center. That's pretty oh, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And hey, I, I, I believe that any young person who gets a job, works hard, uh, shows up for work every day, um, isn't lazy, doesn't cause mm -hmm. drama, you make yourself valuable to your employer. And I have seen it so many times, a young person just rise and rise and rise in, in pay, in responsibility, in title. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, cause good employees are hard to find. It's, and, and I was going to add, especially young ones. So yeah. when an employer notices a 17 year old who's killing it, not just the first week, but constantly, well, their eyes on them. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, like already, that's what he's going to do with the gap here. He wants, he's going full time. Yeah. You know, he's going to make more cool. money and he's loving it. He's like, he's like, my boss loves me. He's going to be teaching some um, baseball stuff too. He's from the rec center and he's going to start doing some coaching. He's loving all this. Um, he did and recently, he expressed an interest in um, potentially like um, uh, sports physical therapy. Great. I think that'd yes. be great for you. <laughs> That's a job yeah. you can get anywhere on the planet. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. And and probably another one that will never go away. People yeah. will always need physical therapy. Yeah. 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 But he's very interested in the sports part. He wants right. to work with athletes and getting them re recouped and recovered. And so, I mean, um, so two more things. One year to year, especially since you're just the year are you how are your earnings you, i mean we don't need actual numbers but how are your earnings from january to january earnings in just overall what, what, like for the hours you work for the times you work have you pivoted to work other times <laughs> because you're like i'm not making that whatever you might be a goal 100 bucks i need every day or yeah well the uh, the gig apps because i'm only willing to work three or four hours a day, it will probably always be about the same. Um, and, and for some reason, I seem to be really, really consistent in my gig app earnings. Mm -hmm. It's every single day, you know, at the end of the video, I tell people how many hours I work, how much money I made, how much money per hour that is. Mm -hmm. And, Every day, it's $20, 21 23 you know, it's, 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 it's amazing how every single day, it's right in that range. Yeah. I'll have the oddball day where I make $30 an hour, um, and I'll have the occasional terrible day where I make $17 or $18 an hour, but, but it seems like every day, I report my earnings per hour as $22 an hour, $23 an hour, something like that. Mm -hmm. But now, the YouTube is uh so far just it's just amazing it's mm -hmm. i'm amazed i'm stunned yeah. uh yeah. and you know i don't know if i'm supposed to tell you exactly how much money i'm making no, I, but... I wouldn't because then you're gonna get see gig geezer you know geezer yeah he yeah. sits in on my last mile every once in a while him and i are pretty good friends and uh you know he came on to, we had him once on the round table and he brought out an amazing question he said he's to Kim and me and John and whoever else was there that week with us. I think maybe even UDM was with us. And he said, he goes, listen, he goes, are you guys over glamorizing, over glamorizing gig work? <laughs> he goes, am I, he goes, are all of us, are we over, are we not being honest enough? And I know like you are and stuff and some other channels, but a lot of channels do. I mean, I know people who send me, this scares me. Who send me screenshots? They maybe they only work DoorDash. They'll send me a screenshot saying, "No, you were wrong. My market's better." Or they live in Denver, let's say, and they'll say, um, "You're wrong. I I'm making forty an hour." They send me the screenshot, and the dash time is forty hours, and the active time's ten, and they made four hundred and twenty bucks. 
Yeah, so they're they're counting their active time. And I, I tell them, I'm not even saying opinion. I'm saying you can't, I mean, you can if you want to fool yourself, but you can't do that. You worked, right. you worked right. 10 hours or you worked 40 hours. Whether you weren't working or not, if your car isn't sitting, that's not a good thing. So, I mean, like if you're sitting in your car waiting for, that's working. Yes, it is. Yeah. In this, in this space, in this way, that's where you're working and you've chosen you know, I mean, I, it just baffles me that people can look at that and go, look what I made in 10 hours. You didn't. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, I, and I never, I, I, I never so much as even look at my active time. I could, I don't have a clue what my active time is because that, that doesn't matter to me. I, I know how long I was out there working. Right. And you go out from, you go out for seven, eight hours. So, you know, I was out for eight hours. That's what I made. To yeah, you, it's almost yeah. like you don't need to look at the dash or the active. No, right, no. Because you're just like, I was out for I, eight hours. That's what I made. I know that I arrived in Kingsland at 9 a.m. And I, and I left Kingsland at 2 p.m. So that's four hours I was working, you know. And that's, and, and that's why I said that was because, I mean, I just, because if you're doing well with YouTube, I get afraid that too many people will want, think that'll happen for them in a day. And I have to point out the flip side that Chuck is one of the people who, who has done a very good job building his channel. And for whatever reason, the algorithm caught him well and all the things happened. Exactly. To all the dominoes have to fall in order for you. Otherwise, don't expect you're not going to become a millionaire on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Although I'm still hoping. Right. No, I mean, and, and to those who still are like, well, oh, I was going to start a channel. I won't now. No, I'm not saying that either. If you have the ambition to do it, but don't do it for the money. Oh, don't absolutely. Think, I'll, yeah. I'll create a YouTube channel because I do gig work and I'll make a million dollars. No, no. And it's no, no, a lot no. of work, and it's a lot of work too. It is a lot of work, and I, I I advise people I meet all the time if you if you enjoy it if you if you're doing something that you enjoy doing it whether it's hunting fishing whatever gig work why not record yourself doing it mm -hmm. put it up on YouTube and if you're enjoying the activity and enjoying the process of uploading to YouTube you never know maybe nobody will ever watch you. Maybe a hundred thousand people will subscribe. You know, you, you just don't know. Mm -hmm. But if if it's not drudgery to you, if if you enjoy the process, why not do it? Um, yeah, you, you know, gotta you gotta have a love for it. Yeah, yeah. And so I, you know, I said early in in the, when I started recording myself, you know, I said into my GoPro. Um, you know, I don't know if anybody will ever watch these videos, but I'm enjoying doing it. And maybe someday, you know, if I if I want to see video of my late father, I have to go digging through VHS tapes and find a VCR and, you know, but maybe my children and grandchildren one day when I'm gone, will be able to just pick up their smartphones and put a flick on YouTube and watch grandpa, watch late grandpa when when he was still alive out. You know, and that's good enough for me. That's fine. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, Steve, something crazy happened. I don't know how or why it happened. I was just doing my thing, going out door dashing for a few hours a day and recording myself and uploading to YouTube. And, you know, for the first six or eight weeks, I had 10 or 12 subscribers, 25, 30 subscribers. And then all of a sudden, within a few days, I had a thousand subscribers. I, I, I went from fifty subscribers. And, and that's what I've told people. I don't have a clue why that happened, how it happened. But one day I had fifty subscribers, and six days later I had a thousand. And I, I don't have a clue. I'll take I don't a stab know in the I dark. Happened. I don't have a clue either. But my guess would be they recognized you as being in the gig space, and they saw wait he he's he's got a nicer mouth on him he doesn't have a sailor mouth he's not being a jerk he's not arguing with people like there's a lot of people that are looking for a channel like that we know this and yeah. they're not watching these others and they're kind of sitting here in in youtube purgatory waiting for a good channel that they'll like <laughs> and they all of a sudden thought pop this guy up there because these people want to watch that stuff yeah maybe so i, I, I do yeah, not I'm just know, but... in the i just these days i know i can't tell you what an algorithm does but i can at least take a best stab at it because i've been around enough but um yeah i mean you guys 
check out Chuck's channel on YouTube. And I hope that I think that a lot of my audio podcast listeners will will actually do this because that's what they're looking for. They just don't want the drama. And if there is drama, they want it to have a purpose. They don't just want it to be drama for drama. But um, but check out Dashing Across America. I'll leave it all in the show notes that you guys are listening to. And um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Chuck, for joining me. And My pleasure. Yeah. And until next week, earn safe, be smart, and be good to each other, everybody. She was just a baby.